Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to the show where we give you the lowdown, the inside information and the word from the experts to help you use the internet as part of your marketing machine. Internet marketing brought to you by AI Digital at www.ai-digital.com and in a very lively um, episode 51, we have recovered from episode 50, it's a very sort of analytics oriented show today with a bunch of uh, really great tips from Kelvin Newman and uh, a smashing interview with Avinash Kushik, author of um, Web Analytics an Hour a Day, and is also an analytics evangelist for Google. Plus, an opportunity to participate in the development of a podcasting ebook and get some complimentary pre release versions. All coming up in Internet Marketing. Hello everyone, Andy White here and welcome to another exciting episode of Internet Marketing, episode 51. I am with Kelvin Newman. Hi Kelvin. Hi Andy. Hi listeners. Um, today we're looking at analytics, taking another look at, at analytics. I know that we've looked at it a few times in the past um, with some great tips and information from Kelvin and later we'll be having an interview with Abhinash Kushak who is an authority on analytics. Just tell us a little bit about Abhinash because uh, I know you interviewed him yeah. in the corridor didn't, corridor style didn't you? Yeah yeah it was, it was over the phone that one actually he's based over in the States and he, it really was a bit of a coup for us to get on the, um, the, the podcast really because he's you know very much the world leader on analytics as a topic but particularly Google Analytics which I know is a service used by a lot of our listeners so from that perspective it was really good So he was the first person officially endorsed by Google as an expert in Google Analytics. So in AdWords, you get the kind of AdWords professionals. Well, he was the first of the equivalent scheme they've introduced for analytics. So he really knows his stuff. So I've just got a couple of other tips um, that I've picked up that kind of will be quite a nice lead into that interview that we had with him a little while ago. Just before we cover yeah. that um, and, and your tips, should we? Um, we've had a shout out from uh, Mark Bellinger, a nice, a nice email, and he's sent us um, a nice piece of audio. Should we have a quick listen to that? Let's just play it. Hi guys, this is Mark Bellinger from the Singularis Media Group, www.singularis.biz. Just wanted to send you a quick message saying thanks for all of the podcasts. I only came across you a month or so ago and I've been working my way through the amazing backlog of uh, podcasts uh, that you have on iTunes there. Some brilliant stuff. Just wanted to highlight something I've come across which you or your listeners may not be aware of and that is uh, advertising and marketing on the BBC. As we all know, 
BBC is a publicly run organisation and doesn't have advertising. However, uh, I travel throughout Europe and uh, I notice that when I go onto the BBC site in Spain, for example, as I am now with a Spanish IP address, it does indeed have advertising. There's uh, adverts for mobile phones, private healthcare and indeed Google AdWords. Just wondering what the click-through uh, cost might be for an ad on uh, the BBC with Google AdWords. Um, and also should be interesting because uh, as a public organisation you should be able to get hold of the data of how much money the BBC is making from Google AdWords as one of the most visited sites on the internet. Um, I've had a look, can't seem to uh, find out where we would get that information but I'm sure the data would be, uh, would be fascinating and I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware that they could advertise on the BBC. Anyway, that's all from me. Would love to know your thoughts. Keep up the good work. Cheers, guys. I was uh, really amazed when I first heard that because I, I never imagined for a second you could advertise on the BBC. Yeah, no, I had the... Um, there was a bit of furoro, furore about it um, a while back um, when it first launched. Um, it did really well on Dig, the story about it, that you could advertise there. And the BBC is a huge website outside of the UK. So it is, you know, it's in the sort of top 25 American websites, Australian websites, all the English language sites and, you know, other languages around the world. So I knew that you could get adverts there, but I wasn't aware that Google were the people that were running the scheme there behind it so i had a quick look for some of that data about what the costs would be um and unfortunately showed up a bit of a blank there like 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 mark did so but what you could do and um, i might do a little quick test over this on the next month or so is set up a site targeted campaign in google adwords where you specify i want my adverts to show on this this site so at that point you'll be able to determine you know you can get a good example of what the cpc or cpm would be so the cost per click or the cost per thousand impressions would be on the bbc site um but yeah definitely worth targeting if you're um you know looking at banner advertising or content network advertising um, and your target audience is outside of the uk um you know it's just another opportunity to target a really good website that lots of people read and are interested in and if it's been triggered by google's content network generally the adverts will be pretty contextually relevant as well which should mean that you get pretty good results okay well yeah so thanks uh, mark for that and anyone else that wants to send uh, an mp3 file in with a question on please um please go ahead Right, Kelvin, analytics. Yeah, yeah just, a, just a few tips, really, of, um, before we go into the interview with um, Avinash. So I've got kind of about seven, ideas, seven sort of tips here that I'd recommend. Um, one is something I use a lot, and you know, we're big advocates of WordPress here, but there's a great plugin that's been created by um, a chap who owns a website called Yoast, which is Y-O-A-S-T.com. And he's created a Google and Google, a WordPress plugin that then within the WordPress admin allows you to upload your google analytics code so instantly that saves you going onto every page and doing it or putting it in the footer and that like you would in wordpress but also it's got some pretty clever things as well that you can do that in terms of you can click outbound links so you can see if you've got adwords on your blog you can see how many people who clicked on those adwords links and what keywords they came in on and that kind of thing so small bit of code put in your wordpress site put in your analytics code and it just does everything for you and gives you a little bit more so i'd recommend that one and that's on the chat called um i think you um, yoast.com is the name of that one so I'll put the link in the podcast notes there so that's a, a good one to start with there so let me just get this right do you, you when you say you, you put it inside your analytics code do you mean your Google analytics yeah. code yeah so it's it's a WordPress plugin so you upload that to your WordPress plugins folder then you turn that on within WordPress and it says what's your analytics 
user number you know the ua oh, that big long yeah. string you get that normally begins with an underscore yep so you just put that number in and then it puts it on every page of your site and does some additional clever stuff beyond what you can just do standardly with google analytics and how do you view it do you have to go to yoast or do you go to google analytics it's within google analytics so all it is is kind of um it just manages how Google Analytics appears on your site. So it kind of deals with the JavaScript. So, mm. you know, if you're, if you're the kind of person who likes to get, you know, down and dirty with all the code, it's probably not the best way of doing it. But if you're like me and a little bit lazy and just want to get analytics on all your pages really quickly and really easily, it works really well. Okay, brilliant. So that's called what, Yoast, is it? Yeah, Yoast.com. Um, As in Toast, but with a Y. Yeah, yeah, that's the one there. Um, and another one is I've actually created a short URL for this one. Um, so it's how to track your RSS subscribers to your blog via Google Analytics. So it's not perfect in terms of it only tells you who gets to the page where they can subscribe. But that's pretty handy in seeing, okay, well, what keywords led to people, um, you know, subscribing to my feed? And or are they people who visited the site before or are they first time visitors and that kind of thing? So um, that's a really good guide I found there. And I've got a short URL for that. So it's I can has, but has with a Z, as in a bit like the lol cats there, forward slash RSS analytics or one word. So if people type that one in, they'll be able to find there. And it's, um, it uses um, on click um, JavaScript and it, it, it's a little bit complicated if you're not used to that kind of thing, but it really takes you through step by step. So really good from that perspective there. Okay, so that's a way of analysing how many people are clicking on your RSS feed subscription button, is that yeah. right? Yeah, so you then see if you've got feed burner and people pop off the feed burner, then you can't track them. This helps you see how many people actually went off to, to feed burner. So hopefully that'll give you a good idea of what you're doing that's leading to subscribers, which is the main goal for a lot of blogs. So Now that reminds me, because there is a WordPress plugin, isn't there, that is supposed to make all of your... Let me get this right. All of your links to your podcasts Mm. go through your FeedBurner account, and I've never managed to get the thing to work. Yeah, I think it's called FeedSmith, that one, I think. I think it is, yeah. yeah. And I think that it actually got bought by FeedBurner, because essentially, as I understand how it works, is it's sort of like whenever, with WordPress, it creates all these different RSS feeds, and, you know, if, and I set up my own blog recently and had this problem as well, that unless you change every reference to that in your template, you're going to get people going to the non- the non-feed burner version then you're not going to get the stats so i don't know how how well that works but that's the idea of that one so worth checking out as well i think feedsmith might be the old name for it but if you google that you'll definitely be able to find it so yeah i don't think it's foolproof that one but it's worth looking at as well just to make sure you don't have people signing up to your rss feed but then you're not being able to count them which feedburner allows you to, which feedburner allows you to do i do apologize i pulled the mic from me then didn't i <laughs> i was just going to say if anyone has has does have any experience uh, you know let us know just yeah. uh, drop us a line at um is it info um, yeah well the, it's always great if people can email me directly i mean we've got info at sitevisibility.com but they can email me personally on kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com or use the twitter hashtag i um hash impc and we keep track of that every couple of days and try to reply to people as they ask questions Except that's I M for mother or um, marketing in this case P C. Okay, what's the next thing you got for us? Cool. Um, yeah, a few companies recently have have launched um, cool tracking that integrates with Google Analytics. So what that does is, so say you've got your website and people can convert on the website or they can call you. So what you do for um, you know. You sell insurance, so a lot of people are still going to call you for an insurance quote, but you don't know when they call you up, whether they came from pay-per-click, whether they came from direct traffic, whether they came from a particular campaign. Well, these cool tracking software give different numbers to those people, so you can then track where they came from, which there's been lots of ways to do that before, but what these three do quite well is it automatically integrates into Google Analytics. So if someone comes via SEO, gives you a phone call, 
it triggers a page in analytics and you know where they came from. So it's quite clever from that, that perspective. I'm ever so sorry. Mm. I think I mentally blinked. Could you yeah. just run that past me again? Okay. <laughs> so, so someone comes to your website and they can come via SEO, they can come via affiliates, they can come via direct, they can come mm. via referral. Well, each of those different sources, they get shown a different phone number. So you get I 800 777 And what that then does is when that phone number's rung, it still rings the same phone at the end, um, but it tells you in Google Analytics where they came from. So that's quite good to see. Do you know what that would integrate really nicely with? But you have to live in America. Sorry, yeah. in the U- USA. I'm so old-fashioned. America. It's the United States of America. Um, that would really integrate nicely with uh, Google Voice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, brilliant for those. But these um, three companies that I've figured out are all English people, English companies that are dealing um, with these kind of ones. So there's um, an SEO agency based down the road from us called Fresh Egg who are doing something quite similar there to they're doing that. There's... Um, Patrick um, behind blogstorm.co.uk has got one called Call Metrics, which is pretty clever and smart. And some guys we're working with at the moment called Ad Insight, who um, offer a similar kind of service. They're all slightly different and they all have so, different pros okay. and cons. So let me get this right. So basically, it's a bit of clever code that goes yeah. on your website. And depending on where someone has come from, yeah. it shows a different phone number. Yeah. And then when they ring that phone number, you know where they came from. So it's not just, I've had 100 phone calls today, but I've got no idea where they've come from, mm. which is really clever because like search and you might be doing loads of banner advertising but none of them are converting on the website but you're like well we're getting loads of phone calls you stop the banner advertising and suddenly your phone calls stop and you're like well we didn't know that you know and that's where this is really good for doing that so that's pretty good and worth checking out as well sounds extremely good Uh, um, next one on the list is um, if you're promoting your own um, website on Twitter um, you're not going to see all of the people coming through on analytics um, because they might be using a, a, a client or they're on their iPhone or, or whatever it is. So you're not going to see that. We've talked about this before, but this another post at Yoast.com. So it's Yoast.com forward slash Twitter hyphen analytics. takes you through kind of a bookmarklet that you kind of hit the page that you want to um, tweet. It does all the clever bits. So it adds all the URLs in it. So it'll track it in analytics, automatically shorten the URL and then take you to Twitter.com with that URL in there. So then when you tweet that, you can see how many people in analytics came via, um, came via Twitter but weren't on the Twitter website. I'm always embarrassed to ask you to repeat that again. I think I, think I must be getting very old. <laughs> no, no. Just, just run that process again. So, what, if you're, so I've got my Kelvin Newman Twitter account, and on that I'm promoting my blog every day. But when that goes live, if, I, if that does really well on Twitter, um, I'm only going to see in analytics the people who have come from the Twitter website. But most of the people who use Twitter use desktop clients or their iPhones where they're not on Twitter.com. They're using Twirl, they're using TweetDeck, they're using you know all these kind of different ones that are out there. So they then appear in your analytics as a direct visitor, as someone who typed in your URL. But they didn't, they came from Twitter. Um, but what this does is it kind of changes the URL you give them. So when they arrive on your site, rather than being attributed to direct traffic, they're attributed to Twitter. Clever stuff. Of course, Twitter can do this itself, can't it? Anyway, if you go to the Twitter website, or in fact, let me think, I think even within uh, things like Tweety on the iPhone, if you look at some tweets, it says where they come from, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can look and um, there are other tools out there that can, like, um, we talk a bit about Bitly, which will tell you how many people have clicked that link, but it's not within analytics. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing your big reports at the end of the month, you've kind of got to go externally, whereas this will bring it within analytics, which is pretty powerful. Fantastic. Do you have another item on your yeah, list I've got there? a couple more. Another one is, as well, that's worth noting, 
and this actually really surprised me that in Google Analytics, if someone bookmarks your website, so they come to your site, drag it to their toolbar and come back again, I always assumed that that would be direct traffic because they go straight to your website. However, what actually happens is the cookie that they originally was visited your website remains. So say I come to Andy White's website and I search for Andy White is really cool and get your website. And then I bookmark that page and come back every day because I'm checking your website. Every time I come back every day, Google Analytics reckons I've come via a search engine again when actually I've bookmarked you. So that's worth people realizing that um, that, that you know, that's a problem there. So the most recent post on Analytics Talk by a bloke called Justin Catroni. Um, so it's analyticstalk.com. So well worth checking out there to if you think people are bookmarking your sites to try and understand, you know, where your traffic's really coming from. And just a, just a final, really basic one, but well worth using is to use Google Analytics URL builder, which is a little website where you've got little boxes and you can say in those boxes, okay, so say you've got an email newsletter and you put a link to your website in it. If those people then click through to the website, you want to know which link they came from. So using that URL builder, you can say, okay, well, it was email 74. It was our special one about um, what we were selling cheap for Christmas. And they were actually the second time we mentioned the link. And then it'll tell you that all within Google Analytics. So Google are doing it now. So it's a bit like one of those Aweber links. Yeah. You know, you get to see those links. It's Aweber yeah. or links.aweber.com slash blah, blah, blah. A bit like that. But Google do it. Yeah. And this is, this is where Google Analytics is getting really interesting because what they do basically free is quite simple. But there's lots of other people and lots of other websites out there which are doing more interesting things, playing about with the code using little bits of JavaScript to really tell you a lot more, which is great because that's the kind of functionality that you used to have to pay a lot of money for. So you can get your basic analytics, you can put it on, it'll tell you you know, 90% of what everyone's going to want to hear. But if you're really spending money on your website and your advertising, you need to know a little bit more than Google Analytics will tell you out of the box. So these little extras are really good at eking that little bit more value out of it. Useful stuff indeed. Is that the end of your list now then, Kelvin? Yeah, that's, that, that's all for me on this one. I mean... Listen to this interview. I found it as, as an interview I was doing is really interesting and really involving um, about some of the stuff the guy's talking about, particularly about new metrics and ways of measuring um, what you do online. So, you know, really insightful for me. And he's a guy who really knows his stuff. Okay, brilliant. Now, I'm just going to um, go into another little quick segment before we go into the interview. I'm actually um, after some help here, Kelvin, and mm-hmm. I'll just tell you what I'm doing. I'm actually, this, uh, just to be completely upfront, um, as you probably know, my company, Wireworld Media, is a company that produces podcasts for yeah. other people, but we're also doing a lot of training. And as a result of a lot of requests from various people, we're actually putting together a, a series of sort of instructional products to help people to podcast, to show them how to, how to do it, basically. And I'm looking for some people to feed back on the early drafts of these products okay so what i'm looking for if anyone there listening is interested in making their own podcast or has been thinking about it what i'd like to do is offer you in return for sort of the free product that you can assess and feed back to me how it is if you could go to a survey for me and fill a survey in and join a mailing list so that we can interact and keep in touch and if you are interested in that then where you want to go is www.wireworldmedia.com .co.uk slash survey that's S-U-R-V-E-Y 
So a little plug for my own company there. Just to be completely upfront, it's it's uh, eventually it will be a paid product. But yeah. you guys, if you're if you're a, a survey or a tester, you will get it free in return for feeding back to me what you think. Uh, a good opportunity to learn a little bit more about how to go about doing podcasts because you know a few of the guys who listened have sent in their own podcasts and I've had a good listen and mm. some really good stuff going on out there. So yeah, good little opportunity to learn a little bit little bit more about how you might be able to podcast. Yeah. I was very impressed with that audio from Mr. Bellinger, actually. I thought it was very good quality. Yeah, no, obviously got a nice little microphone he's got set up there. You know, not no noisy background or, um, you know, people doing hammers or um, drills like we normally get. So, no, he's doing a good job there. Or very boisterous people sort of having beers and lunch outside like you can hear now. Well, this is it. You know, being above a restaurant doesn't help there, especially when the windows are open. You get nice and hungry. But, yeah, no, some really good audio the guys are producing. Okay, so just again, that uh, URL, if you're interested in, in producing your own podcast, www.wireworldmedia.co.uk slash survey. On to that interview then with Abhinash Kushak. Enjoy. Abhinash, you, you, you're very much seen as an expert on analytics, particularly Google Analytics, and you've got you know, a great book out there that's pretty widely read. What do you think in terms of your experience of dealing with the questions that come into your um, blog and some of the questions you've had from your book? What's the most common mistake that people make when using analytics for the first time? I think that, that there, is, there is this expectation that if you have an analytics tool of any kind, um, then that is the end of the journey yeah. because yeah. you've got all this data and God will shine on you. And, and, yeah. and the sad thing is that that really, that really isn't true. And, and it's, just, it's just day one. I, I have, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. It's just day one of the journey. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Any rather than the solution there, as it were. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's it's a start of, of sort of a, hopefully a, a lifelong passion mm-hmm. for <laughs> using data to make decisions. Um, so, so I, I think that that tends to be the the biggest mistake that people end up making. But the the, the other. <clears throat> The other thing that I think is also a very common mistake is this, this um, sort of, most of the time, especially if you, have, if you have a little bit of knowledge about analytics, what typically tends to happen is that people 
um, log into the tool and they just go at it with the data and they're just mm-hmm. like enamored by, by the fact that there's all this data that you can use and, mm-hmm. and start churning out reports and, and become what I call reporting squirrels, you know, mm-hmm. rather than being analysis ninjas. And, and I, I always tell people that before you before you even log into your tool, and make sure that you have defined your goals correctly. What, what are you trying to do? Because now, the, if you take the, this free Yahoo Web Analytics product, for example, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful yeah. tool that gives you tons of reports, and literally it can answer any question you have. Mm-hmm. And, and the amazing thing is, if you've got no question, it will still answer a bunch of things that you're curious about, but mm-hmm. it turns out to be a waste of time with any tool. So I think that the, the, the big, big sort of practical mistake people end up making is not making sure what they're trying to do on their website and their business. So I, I also advise people that have a conversation with your senior management, have, have a conversation with the marketers, you know, and understand what, what's, the next, what's the thing that you're trying to accomplish in the next 30 days on your website. Is it that you're trying to increase revenue? You're trying to reduce the amount of time people take to get to your product page? Is it that you want more leads? Is it that you want to answer more tech support questions faster? What's, what's, what's the goal for the next 30 days? And the first time you log into the tool, if you, if you know what's your goal for the next 30 days, the rest of your lifetime journey with analytics will be just fine. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, the question now about Google Analytics specifically, do you think looking at it from the two, the two ways of looking at it. On the one hand, you've got Google Analytics has been a great free tool in terms of introducing analytics to the mass market and to lots of people. Do you think that's done more good than the harm it might have done to paid analytics and more advanced solutions where now people have this expectation that an analytics tool should be free? I don't think so. I, I, I Actually, I, I just came back from Barcelona in Lisbon where I was last week doing um, some uh, keynotes. And I think that there is a... There is a vibrant market and need for many different kinds of analytics tools. I think originally when, when Larry and Sergey decided that they would buy Urchin and make it into Google Analytics, I think the rationale was that the big impedance to, to people being able to make data-driven decisions on, on the web was the fact that analytics tools were so expensive. If, if you wanted anything that was decent in terms of uh, analytics, you would have to pay tons of money. I mean, the starting price could be $100,000 for you to mm. buy analytics tools. So they said, well, you know, the, the, the big problem here seems to be the tool itself. Why don't we take the tool, take, make, make a free, powerful tool available to everyone so that the barrier to making decisions based on data goes away? Mm. It doesn't mean that that's the end of the process. You still yeah. have to invest in analytics you still have to be very smart about what you're doing. Mm. And, and that was sort of the rationale behind buying Google Analytics. And now you'll see that Yahoo is a wonderful free analytics tool. Google has a free analytics tool. So the, the excuse that people tend to have that, oh, my goodness, I still will continue to make faith, religion-based decisions is, 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 is moot. You, know, you, you don't have to do that. You've got free, powerful tools. Mm. On the other hand, what, what the paid analytics tools uh, what, what's happened to that market is that it's, it's put a lot of pressure on them not to just provide standard reports and take money away from people. It's to move upstream and provide more value-added yeah. services and analysis and tools. And you'll notice that's exactly what's happened with mm-hmm. web trends, with Omniture with these big tools that become this ecosystem portfolio of products where you can also do this, you can also do that, you can also do this. And, and that's fantastic, right? So, so in, in some sense, both Yahoo and Google have created this massive data democracy. At the same time, they've put competitive pressure to ensure that there is a ton of innovation happening um, at, at the top of the funnel with these expensive tools, and that's benefited the market absolutely perfectly. So... Mm. 
I, I think I tend to see that it's, it's sort of this really cool win-win, mm. and, and both Yahoo and Google deserve a lot of credit for fostering this sort of uh, speeding up the pace mm. of innovation. Cool, cool. And uh, I mean, talking again about Google Analytics, uh, especially in the SEO sphere, which is where I tend to keep the you know the closest eye on analytics. There seems to be a lot of people hacking and creating plugins and, and the like for <laughs> for Google Analytics. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm seeing okay, is there a trend kind of a bit like you get with Firefox and you get the plugins? Do you think that's kind of a, a way we might be heading? And is that a good thing? So okay, you've got analytics there, which is your Firefox, and then you've got all these plugins that allow you to do the more advanced things that GA don't allow you to do out off the off the you know off the hoof as it were do you think that's a good trend do you think that's something that's going to continue or do you think these are just going to be features that google will bring out eventually actually so so this this is is, is a great leading to your last question so so fantastic work there but <laughs> <laughs> i try my best i try my best <laughs> no actually it it's it, it's a direct result of, of this data democracy that has gotten created because in the past there were 300 people in the world who used these expensive tools and that wasn't quite the 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 drive to innovate and, and solve all these problems now that the entire world has access to the analytics tools in the marketplace Everybody out there is saying, you know what, I don't think these kind of reports are right. You know what, I don't think I like this metric. You know what, I don't like this and that. And I'm just going to go build it myself. The grease monkey has been heaven sent from that perspective because there are these at least 30 uh, plugins that get created. And, and I love this idea because at the end of the day, no company, Google, Omniture, Cormetrics, Wetrans, no company can ever be as close to the problem, as close to the pain as the end user. And if we do things to empower that end user to go out and create things, I, I think that will truly, truly be the most magnificent thing. I personally fundamentally believe that the next new metric, the next set of cool reports, the next set of measurement systems will not come from these large companies. They will come from the ecosystem, from these customers who are empowered with, with really, even very minor developer skills to be able to build new things. All the innovation I'm seeing, for example, in Twitter and computing metrics for Twitter is not coming from web analytics tools. They're still sitting on their butt and, and, and thinking in the old world mental model while, while the, the masses out there are creating brilliant metrics. One of my favorite Twitter metrics is number of retweets per thousand followers. It's fantastic. I yeah, love it. Yeah. I love it. And, 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 and it doesn't, it did not come from Amateur. It didn't right. come from Google. It came from somebody out there. So, I think that this is a trend for the future. We're not going back. What you'll notice now is that every um, um, company of any repute has created an API. There's a free API into Google Analytics. There's a, API, a paid API into Omniture. There's an API now into WebTrends. Mm -hmm. if, if, you, if you've bought WebTrends, there's a free um, availability of API into WebTrends. These have been created so people who are close to the problem, which are the customers, can go out and create things that are unique to them. The other thing you've also mm. got to realize is that um, people sitting in companies can only guess so much and create yeah. so many standard reports. Uh, you can't guess what everybody wants, especially in a democracy now. There are mm. millions and millions of people using analytics. Um, you can't guess. You simply can't. The only thing you can do is say, here, here's an open environment in Google Analytics where you can create any segment you want. 
here's an open environment where you can create any report you would like mm-hmm. to. And, and what you're seeing now in the marketplace with the Firefox plugins is people creating interesting sets of analyses and mm-hmm. add-ons. So one of, one of my favorites is, is where it was created by Juice Analytics, where if you install the Firefox plugin on the search and referral reports, if you click their button, it computes which are the new websites that have sent you traffic in the last few days Brilliant. that have never sent you traffic before. And, and that's really yeah. valuable information to act on then, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Know, you've then got the kind of, that's the, I suppose, the, the, the holy grail of where people are using analytics is, okay, what actions are going to take, you know, encourage you to take? And if it's like, okay, well, we're getting traffic from this new social media site we didn't know or this blogger who we hadn't come across, that's, you know, you've uh-huh. got your opening gambit there. there. And it also makes, if you think about it, it makes the life of companies easy because mm-hmm. companies don't have to sit and do expensive R&D. I mean, they will, but they don't have to do the, all these expensive things and make the bet that this is the next great report, mm-hmm. this is the next great metric let 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 our consumers mm. help us figure out what the next cool thing is and you're you're a big advocate of investing kind of resource and people in analytics yeah. just in the package <laughs> so i mean i'm interested because you know um I, I, I don't cover a statistics background, but I did a little bit of that when you know I was going through school and that. And do you think that the people who are doing, you know, who are becoming web analysts have a, a, a good understanding of statistics? Because the one I always like to, if in doubt, and I'd you know I'd like to bring out is the kind of causation and correlation aren't necessarily the same thing. Uh-huh. So do you think that the people who are taking on these roles do they need a statistics background or do they need a marketing understanding of how the business works or just a kind of familiarity with the tools that they use? And what do you think is most important? I actually, I, I, I wrote a post about this a few weeks back, and, and I, I have to say that it, it's like a, it's a Hassan's choice. I mean, I, I, have, I have said that I really don't want analysts that are not marketers, that yeah. cannot think like marketers, that don't have marketing in their blood. There's, there's no wonder that the best SEOs out there in the market today tend to be kind of very comfortable with numbers because mm-hmm. they they get it. They get the SEO thing. They get the math behind it. They get all these things, and then they use data in, in order to make much more intelligent decisions. So, so I think that, uh, but primarily, I would say there is a ton of free data available or ton of paid data available if you want to pay for it. That's perfectly okay. But the problem is that most analysts don't think like web marketers. And I, th- I think that most analysts often um, don't have this, this, this sort of web in their blood, in their DNA. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the primary thing, I, I think, you cannot do good analysis if you don't understand the consumer behavior that's happening. Mm-hmm. You cannot do good analysis if you don't understand why relevance is so unique when people do paid search. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you cannot do good analysis if you don't understand the web game. So marketing is supremely important in, in their DNA. Now, they don't have to be running marketing campaigns. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you need to have it in your head. You, you need to have enough experience with it. So I encourage everybody, have a blog. Do it. From, I typically spend tons of time doing SEO on my blog. And, and I, it hurts my feelings when my page rank goes <laughs> from six to five and yeah. I email Matt Katz here <laughs> in my, my coworker and say, Matt, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Matt yeah. can't help me, but that's okay. <laughs> so, it's, so it's the passion that's important then as opposed to kind of any, it's, you know, it's, back, academic background really, I suppose. I, I, exactly. But, but, but I have to say that I, one of my, one of my the, the keynote that I gave in Barcelona last week was all about the future of analytics. And one of the things I said is I'm personally very disappointed that most analytics tools Take Google Analytics. Um, take Omniture, for example. It's a very expensive tool. All it does is puke data out at you. Take Google Analytics. It does exactly that. It just pukes a lot of data out at you. Uh, you, you take web trends. They are just pukes data out at you. And I think it's rooted in the fact that our, our industry, the analytics industry grew up 
from the world of webmasters yeah. and, and adding, subtracting, multiplying, whatever the hell was available to us. And we do that, all of us. I take blame for it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the interesting, what I said is I, I foresee that in the next 12, 18, 24 months, what we're going to see is we're going to see analytics become a lot more intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I talked about using control limits, and I talked about using the Holtmeyer algorithms. I talked about using linear regressions. I talked about using all of these interesting things in doing sensitivity analysis and having these built into tools if mm-hmm. possible so that the data itself is not simply a puke at you. I, I, uh, what's the British term for it? A vomit. <laughs> it's not just vomiting data out of you. It's, it's actually a lot more intelligent. Yeah. So from that perspective, your, your hypothesis is actually very true. I think that analysts going forward are going to have to have at least some level of rudimentary understanding. Now, it's okay if they don't understand the whole winter algorithm, right? Mm-hmm to its all depth, but, but at least be very comfortable with, with statistics and very comfortable with, with sort of, in, in the U.S. we call it Statistics 101, yeah. you know, the, the basic primer. If you know Statistics to, uh, 201, that's great, mm-hmm. but, but you're going to have to have some of that in your background. Mm-hmm. Just because the tools that you're going to end up using um, in the near future are, are themselves going to apply a lot of yeah, these algorithms. Right. And you'll see that today, for example, in tools like the Google Website Optimizer, yeah. there's a ton of statistics and math going on. And if you're truly doing A-B and multivariate experiments, and you don't know at least rudimentary statistics, it would be very difficult for you to interpret the results yeah. of your experiments. Cool, cool. Um, so take it back to some of the listeners of the podcast a lot of them you know they're you know fairly new to analytics they're or they're running their own business so um marketing's only part of their responsibility what would be your kind of one positive action that they can kind of go okay when you finish listening to this podcast you can go out and do this one thing within analytics or whether it's related to goals that you say okay do this it'll take you 20 minutes but you know it's kind of not hugely you know difficult but it's the one thing you should really go out and do that you know perhaps a lot of beginners don't get right Right. So I'll, I'll, tell you two, I'll, I'll give you two quick tips. <laughs> and and the, the one is the, the simplest thing that I love doing when I get into any brand new analytics um, a client or, or a, a, a website. And the thing that I try to look for is uh, the sources of traffic that are sending the highest number of conversions. Mm-hmm. And remember, conversions for me is a very broad definition, yeah. and it's people buying products and services from you. It's people submitting leads, it's people signing up for RSS feed, it's people doing any outcome that you desire. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing I try to do is, there's a very standard report in Google Analytics, you just go to tra- top traffic sources, mm-hmm. and you click on the conversions or e-commerce tab, e-commerce or yeah. goals tab, there are two tabs, e-commerce goals, and what it will show you are the sources of traffic that are your, as I like to say, BFFs, you know, best friends forever. <laughs> and, and, and I always find surprises there. You know, people think that organic search is killing everything, and, and you'll find maybe not or maybe yeah. you find that you know your mom's site is going to be sending a lot of conversions maybe not so look for surprises and then the first thing you want to do I'm secretly trying to brainwash you first to think about outcomes remember that's yeah. what I said at the very start as the number one mistake you didn't know what the hell you're doing so I'm, I'm, I'm brainwashing you to look at outcomes yeah. goals <laughs> and then figure out what are the best sources of traffic for that yeah. so that's number one and the second thing you could do and this you could do visit less than 10 minutes less than 10 minutes is go look at the bounce rate for your website Website. And then if you have any kind of for-profit or non-profit website except a blog, yep. bounce rate is a great metric because what it essentially measures is customer behavior. It measures mm-hmm. the number of people who come to your website, puke on it, and leave right away. Um, and, and only see a single page view. And it's hard to imagine a business success driven by one page view by a user and not a single pathetic click made on your website. Yep. I mean, that's just, it's hard. So uh, what I do is look at the overall bounce rate. I look at the bounce rate for the top keywords because mm-hmm. what I want to know is which keywords are bringing traffic 
um, that that are leaving my website right away. Yep. And I and and um, and in in context of bouncer, I also look at the top entry pages to the website, okay. the top landing pages, and the bouncer because people often say, I don't know what page to improve. Yeah. And and I say, well. You know, you don't have one homepage. Mm-hmm. If you've got 30,000 pages on your home uh, website, you've got 30,000 homepages because people you search, they go deep into your website. Mm-hmm. So look at the top 20 entry pages, the top 20 landing pages on your website. Then this is not campaigns, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is organic. This is email. This is direct traffic. Everything is in there. Top 20 homepages of your website. Mm-hmm. Look at the ones that have high bounce rates. And now you've got a list of pages you need to fix because these homepages could not even get one pathetic click from the person yeah. that came to your website. Bur- so two things, really. Yeah, uh, uh, traffic uh, sources that are driving yeah. conversions or outcomes. Second thing, bounce rates for top keywords top landing pages. Brilliant, brilliant. Two great bits of advice there to go out and you know, act on straight away. And my final question really, Avanash, um, here is kind of, you know, what resources or blogs or websites do you really recommend as you know you know your book um, an hour a day has kind of been you know a bit of a bible analytics wise in our office um but is there anyone else that you really kind of like recommend that they really know what they're talking about you know who are your kind of top three or four people on that that front who you say look go read these people and you'll learn a lot from them Right. Um, actually, um, my my friend Dennis Mortensen has recently released a book on Yahoo Web Analytics, Brilliant, and it's yeah. a wonderful book. It's just two weeks old, and it, while it says Yahoo Web Analytics in the title, actually Dennis has done a phenomenal job of teaching you about analytics. Uh, of course, he demonstrates it demonstrates it using Yahoo Analytics, but it is a wonderful web analytics mm-hmm. book. So I would recommend Dennis's book, um, and and the other couple of blogs I would recommend, especially. Actually, I tend to think that if you are a if you're an analyst or if you want to do analysis, it's very important to understand marketing first. And yeah. so for me, the, the blog that I just think is, is the Bible to teach me next generation marketing is Seth Godin's blog. Brilliant, yeah. I think I, I read it all the time. There's also a website in, in the UK called Kaizen Analytics. I'll send you a link yeah. and you yeah. can add it to the podcast. Yeah. I think that's a great European uh, website that talks about analytics, especially in the auto industry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, a website called Nonline Blog by my friend David Hughes. Mm-hmm. He's based in the UK. Brilliant, yeah. And um, he's just a phenomenal thinker about data. And his focus is a lot on direct marketing campaigns, email campaigns. And he just has this phenomenal thinking. I just love David and his blog. Um, and, um, and there are a couple other blogs, and I'll send you links to those. Yeah, and you we'll, can we'll add, add, it to we'll the add them all to the show notes and along with the blog there. So brilliant. There's some you know, great websites to you know, dive in there and learn a bit more. So thanks for Avanash. That's re- really brilliant and really helpful. Cheers. Okay, thanks very much. Catch up with you soon. Cheers. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, we would really like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, send them to info at ai-digital.com and feel free to send in MP3 files as well and we'll play them. If you're a subscriber, we'd like to thank you for your valuable time. If you haven't subscribed yet and you'd like this show delivered to your earbuds automatically, you can find Internet Marketing on iTunes. Just search under the Business and Marketing and Management categories. Or you can find us at Feedburner at feeds.feedburner.com slash academyim. We'd also encourage you to leave comments on iTunes. Well, this is Andy White signing off, wishing you the best until we see you next time on Internet Marketing.
Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.